Curry's was so delayed, it was really weird. <laughs> I oh, saw sorry. it and then yeah. heard it. Because my brother like opened the door. Oh, okay. What do you want? <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Don't tell mom. Is <laughs> that uh, Jeremy Renner at your door? Fuck off. <laughs> Get out Jeremy of here. Renner? Yeah, the app is dead, so he has to go door to door now. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of here with that. <laughs> come on. Here. What are you doing? Hawkeye, Get come on. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Did you see his post on Instagram where he was like, don't believe anybody saying they're me asking for money? And I'm like, that was your whole app, dude. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> of all people, we would believe it, would you? Oh, man, Jeremy, we're going to strap for cash again. <laughs> the Avengers don't get paid much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they technically they work for the government. No, it's like low-paying job, right? Exactly. Like civil servant. Exactly. They're public servants. But yeah. the benefits are good. Maybe he should have gone to DC. Apparently though. not. They Bucky probably, sleeps without a bed. I'm sure the DC like people probably get paid way too much, and that's probably like part of the problem. Yeah. With their whole thing, they just like pay everyone <laughs> way too much and spend way too much money on everything, and have no clear directive. And then most of the movies are just kind of shit. <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, Phil. You're you're like I could see you. Raging. I'm staying out of it. Yeah. <laughs> see you raging on the inside. Yeah, staying he's out of it. Quiet. Yeah. I don't want to get involved. Yeah, well, well you know, you <laughs> won't ever have to on this podcast because I can't. I can't be sure that in the history of franchise we'll ever uh, be covering any of the DC shit. Because I don't. I don't want think. To. I don't think you want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but I, I have to do things I don't want to. Twilight is about to fucking yeah, like turning its face. Twilight's yeah. gonna be awesome. I swear yeah. to you, you're gonna fall in love with it after no. the first film. Like I definitely swear. not. Definitely like not. you'll be like, this is so funny. <laughs> oh, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> well, welcome to the franchise presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises, one film at a time, as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad, and what makes a franchise work. I'm your host, Jonathan Foster, and I am here with my little zombie boy still in the game. <laughs> Bill, what's up? <laughs> Good. You got the disease in you? I got the zombie cough. Nice. <laughs> I think I got the black lung pop. Um, <laughs> I'm a Zoolander boy. I feel like it's been a month since the last episode because, you know, yeah. I was like paralyzed last time. <laughs> I'm chilling, bro. Yeah. Look, I'm still on the floor like a big oh, boy. Floor, yeah. Doing, I'll wipe my own butt. To. Do what nice. I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big boy. I wipe my own butt. Yeah. <laughs> I watched these movies in advance. I'm ready. Oh, didn't do it like on the day? Sweet. No. No. And we're here again with who? Ariane and Antipucci. My daughter. What's up, Ariane? How's it going? Hey, Johnny boy. Hi, Phil. Hello. We're we're good. We're good. I'm recovering from my myriad of bizarre chronic illnesses, <laughs> but I'm good now. Bad I name. got a warm drink. I got my inhaler. I got a giant bottle of water. So we're all good to go. And okay. I watched all the movies before I got sick. So we're <laughs> nice. really on track, you yeah. guys. What Great. the hell? Oh my god! What? Who so are if we? Hear right any now? like deep oh breath god. intakes? It's not some weird like zombie just. <laughs> yeah. If you hear like yeah, if you hear like a canister going. <laughs> No, it's me. Yeah. It's the cat. <laughs> it's both of your cats asking for food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good God. My cats God. are downstairs. Yeah, my cat is finally chilling out in a box and just like shutting up. She's going nuts. <laughs> you- my nuts. cat spent most of the day in a box today too. I was yeah. working downstairs and she just sat next to me in, in a box. She was asleep. And I was like, what the hell? Are they love that shit. People. Like, 
You see her in a box? Over? Yeah, they love that shit. Hi, sweetie. Hi, sweetie. Aw. You little weirdo. She like mad suspicious. <laughs> She's mad sus. Silly cats. Um. Well, hey, guys. Um. Cool. Hey. We got a busy schedule ahead, so let's just get into it. Oh, my God. Scott found us. A variety said. Where's the resonance of Romero's film and the 28 days later derived from its ability to involve Uds emotionally with a few Spartan protagonists? Here, viewers don't spend enough time with any of the characters to feel such a connection. I can already see Phil's going to get like really hot about all of these. Uh, I can't wait for the, the hot take, Phil's man. So They're coming in. about this film this week. I have a very lukewarm take. I don't know if you're joking, but uh, I actually am. <laughs> Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader said, The new version has its share of disturbing moments, but writer James Gunn and director Zack Snyder have stripped away the social satire of the original and put little in its place. Oh, we're doing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I thought, thought it was the I other one? it was the other one. Shit. Yeah. No, I think they're pretty fair. These are <laughs> Time Out said the remake from first time director Snyder keeps much of the gore and loads up on the laughs, but excuse all pretense at cultural criticism in favor of high octane, almost nonstop action. Felix Vasquez Jr. Jr. Cinema Craze said. <laughs> will surely appeal to the easily pleased fractions of horror audiences. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I, I'm offended. See, see so far, Felix Vasquez Jr. <laughs> is pretty much on point at all times. And um, nah. I think he's still on point, Phil. Sorry. Peter Howell, the Toronto star, said... Sarah Polly pretty much owns the picture, beginning with a slam dunk prologue and establishes right off that this isn't your dad's dawn. Despite a plot that is <laughs> fairly closely to the original movie. Richard Roper of Ebert and Roper said, bloody good fun. <laughs> okay. Roger Ebert right. of uh, Chicago Sun-Times said, Dawn of the Dead works and it delivers just about what you'd expect when you buy a ticket. He's right. Yeah. It does, Roger. So let's get into it. Eric <laughs> and, and Phil. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Just Barely making it out of the old farmhouse and Night of the Living Dead and just managing to escape a shopping mall in Dawn of the Dead, we find ourselves at Season 2's very first side mission. Like many of the great video games out there, your purpose and your path in the game can be deviated when your character must go on a side mission. Sometimes this is just to get 100% game completion so you can unlock special features. Sometimes it's just to grind to gain more experience. And sometimes it's just to find a different outcome for a level you've already played. For this week on Franchise, <laughs> Phil's side mission takes us back into the shopping mall to attempt at a different outcome. In what film, Phil? 
Oh, it's Dawn of the Dead again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again. 2004. Oh, four cut. Yeah. Hey, Vivian. And look, I can go backwards. Let me see. Hey, that's amazing. Hey. Hey, you. Vivian, honey, are you okay? just been informed that we are going off the air and switching to the emergency broadcasting system. Look up the road, there's a lot more of them. Why are they coming here? Maybe they're coming for us. Because sooner or later they're going to get in here. Baby's gonna be fine. It's only a matter of time. It's coming. They'll find a way in. Oh, God. When her husband is attacked by a neighbor's zombified daughter, Anna, played by Sarah Polly, manages to escape only to realize her entire Milwaukee neighborhood has been overrun by the walking dead. <laughs> After being questioned by cautious policeman Kenneth Veen Grames, Anna joins him and together they come across a small group of Michael, played by Jake Weber, Andre, played by Mickey Pfeiffer, and Andre's pregnant wife, Luda, played by Inna Korobakina. Sorry. The five of them gravitate to the local shopping mall as a bastion of safety. Once they convince suspicious security guards, CJ, Michael Kelly, Bart, Michael yeah, Barry, and Terry, Kevin Zegers, Airbud, anyone? Airbud? That they are not contaminated, the group bands together to attempt to survive. When supplies begin running low and other trapped survivors need help, the group comes to the realization that they cannot stay put forever at the shopping mall and devise a plan to escape. It's the 2004 zombie action horror remake of George A. Romero's 1978 classic, directed by Zack Snyder in his directorial debut and written by Zack Snyder, James Gunn. Hot takes. Not the gate. First to Phil. Oh, this is on me. Phil, why did you pick Dawn of the Dead 2004? 
<laughs> yeah, we escaped the mall only to come just make a harsh U-turn and go right back to the shopping mall. Let's go to the mall. I've just always dug this version. I think this is a great remake. This is what a remake should be. It's just, we literally would just take the premise and that's it. Like it, it sort of hits some of the same plot points from different angles, but it's a completely different movie. It's just a bunch of people in a shopping mall during the fucking zombie outbreak. And it's just cool. Like, I feel like this movie was a part of that movement that just like yanked zombies into the modern day and like kickstarted our modern fascination with it. It made it cool again, made it scary again. They were fast and gory and they were scary in a different way. I like all the characters. I like the way it's shot. I just, I agree that the only thing it's missing is the sort of depth of the original. Like it doesn't really bother to touch on the socio-political undertone or any sort of message. It just happens to be set in a shopping mall. And they have a lot of fun doing that. And it takes itself a little more seriously than the other ones, a little bit darker. But it's a little less fun because of that. But I think in general, I think it's a really fucking good zombie movie with or without the Dawn of the Dead name on it. Yeah, and I think as Ari said last week, like I'm a Zack Snyder fan, but it's still it's probably still one of his better movies. Like mm. he, I feel like he can shit it out <laughs> better than most people could take it. Like yeah. he makes a better found footage horror movie in the credits of this movie than most found yeah. footage horror yeah. movies. You know what I mean? Um, oh but I God, dig it. Yeah. I dig it. I'm I'm a fan of Dawn of the Dead. Um, it it lost watching it this time. And having watched three Romero movies before it, it lost momentum mm. because you don't have the thing keeping you there. But the performance and the action, the bloody mayhem, it's all worth it. And it's different enough that you want to keep watching because you don't know where it's going to go. Because it doesn't really follow the same path mm. as the original. Yep. But yes, this, this is, I point to this one as like one of the few good remakes and worth talking about. Just like same movie, completely different light. Ariane? Um, I like really, really like this film. It's one of those films where like I think this is yeah, I agree with Phil, it's one of Snyder's best. And I think it's the film I would show people to sort of feel like, hey, he's actually kind of like he's a fun dude. <laughs> the dude knows mm. how to have fun. You know, and that's the whole thing with this is like you said, just take the premise, but then he sort of just has fun with it. And I think the ensemble that he's managed to put together here i was about to say hobble together because sometimes it did feel like that (laughs) but they they were really it it was a really quick and succinct way of you know showing that the story isn't just about you know fear of the unknown it's about people turning on each other or Mm. people being there for each other um no matter how long they've known each other whatever the hell they've gone through i sort of really like enjoy seeing really quick changes in everyone um (laughs) and you also get like a lot of like like these people who are some of them are sort of huge now it's as like sitcom stars and yeah like ty burrell some of them are really great character actors yeah ty burrell is in this and i watched eight mile not too long ago and seeing (laughs) mckay pfeiffer in this was fucking great um so it's like a lot of really really like interesting very 2000s like ensemble of people <laughs> very 2000s um, yeah. michael kelly i was like oh, oh. how the hell is that you i thought that was steve Ogg. like i, I was like 
you have hair. I've never seen you with <laughs> hair before. <laughs> um, he's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, it's I, I like that all the storefronts in the mall have like that they all have fake store names that are kind of tongue in cheek and. <laughs> It doesn't really take itself too seriously. I like that they, you know, um, it didn't really end neatly for anyone. And they left it sort of ambiguous. And because we never really, again, like we never really spent time with these characters in the first place. But in a way that doesn't bother me, you know, like I still cared for them the way you would care for any horror movie characters. Like you're just invested for the time being, not for the mm-hmm. rest of your life, you know. So I kind of like that it was sort of ephemeral in that way. And yeah, I liked that. I liked it. Over to you. I like it for a zombie film. Like, Mm. or a just, if it was more standalone, if it didn't have the Dawn of the Dead name attached to it, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Mm. But coming into it, knowing that it's like a remake of Dawn of the Dead, like it always, for me, I'm always going to be looking at it like under that light. And it's not fair. Because it, like Phil said, it is like a completely different movie. It just takes the same premise, um, like or at least the idea of survivors at a mall. It was just the location and the name of the film. But I mean, yeah. it's it is its own thing. But because it is like called Dawn of the Dead, I found myself the entire time, you know, comparing it to the original. And it's just like mm. it's not anywhere near as good as the original at all. Because the original. Like, I feel like has such a good story and you care so much about the people. And this one, I didn't really care about anyone. Um, There was Mm. very little Mm. character development. There's almost like too many people as well. Just like when you start to get to know the crowd of people, they go they go out and find more people. And it's just kind of like, oh, fuck's sake. But there are like a lot of things I do like about about like certain little things here and there. Like, for instance, like I, I like. The relationship with the guy, the other guy on the roof. Um, so that's sort of oh, oh at yeah. the gun store. Yeah, at the gun store. So the at Kenneth the and store. the gun store guy that. is the like pretty chess. fun. Yeah. So there's like little things that I like, and you know, those are things that were added to the film that are new that didn't exist in the original. But it it's like it struggles from like you know I fi- I find it a, a bit of a struggle to care about a lot of those characters, and also I don't like fast zombies, and I know. I understand they were trying yeah. like yeah. to do something new for the, you know, the, for a new generation to try to get, because that's the whole point for this film. It mm. was like, and they did, it worked. Like you said, Phil, this film very much did like uh, help like push the resurgence of zombie culture. And it kind of, um, it is one of those things that like you can look at to like, uh, for instance, like we were talking about on our episode zero, the zombies one-on-one episode about zombie culture from like 2010 just sort of blowing up and it was like insane and everywhere. And a lot of that had to do with like the walking dead getting on TV and mm-hmm. um, the comic series was super popular, but then you had a lot of films that were before this. So for instance, you had, you know, this film, you had uh, the resident evil series and uh, you had 28 uh, yeah. days later. 28 days later. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was like all yeah. these films that were really significant at the time. So it, it, it did do a really good job. At, at that but yeah for the most part i i mean i would say it's probably one of the snyder films that i've liked the most but i because I, I coming into this i'm not a Zack snyder fan at all and i've not seen yeah, which is fun many of the films that i've just enjoyed uh-huh. and i just I've, I, 
very few that I've liked. And uh, <laughs> this one's up there just for the fact that I can I can deal with a zombie film. I was about to put on Army of the Dead last night to just kind of watch <laughs> it. Don't do it. Yeah, so it I almost did the same thing, long. dude. I was just like, oh, like, nah, I've man. seen it. Like fuck that! I want to watch like, it, but it's like too long. If you like having fun and being sort like if you have three hours of your day to spend and you kind of want to turn your brain off and not watch <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know, like <laughs> in that same way, you turn on Army of the Dead and it's it's exactly that. And I think he also yeah. calls back a couple of stuff from Dawn of the Dead into Army of the Dead. It's like a spiritual successor yeah. of sorts because mm-hmm. um, there are zombie babies and, and shit like that the and, fucking and, zombie baby lots of animals oh my god yeah, what an icon please i think that's the point in the Steve's movie you 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 turn off or you turn up like make make a break yeah, make yeah. a break at that point i was like what the fuck is happening because i didn't remember that at all and i think it <laughs> yeah. lost me for a good bit it lost me yeah. until they try and go get uh the guy across the street because that, story, that yeah. whole sequence is amazing. But yeah, post awesome. the baby and it's just, it's like a quick succession, a bunch of them die off. Yeah. And it's like, I agree yeah. with you there, John. It's like you introduced a bunch of people only for like a lot of them to quickly to kill, to kill off. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's always, the, the original Donna did have that moment as well. Where it's like, but mm-hmm. it comes, they do it better where it's like, okay, you know, they meet, they get, you know, they figure out how to deal with each other. They fucking throw the security card, you know, downstairs because they can't be trusted. Um, <laughs> And then there's the great montage in the middle of the film. Both movies have it where they're just having fun. They're yeah. just like, they've, yeah. they've, they've figured it out. They've got a system in place. And what tears them out of, of that, you know, like that their paradise in the original is just they fucking hate each other. <laughs> they, you know, like it's such a real play, a real thing. It's like lockdown, yeah. right? Where it's like we've been in the same yeah. room for fucking months. We should go. This isn't, you know, living, you know, this isn't just surviving. Yeah. And in this one, it's like a fucking zombie baby and everyone gets shot. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's really, they're, they're more forced the out of it. But then it's interesting because it's like, all right, we don't, yeah, that's great. And it's like greenish, yep. fast and furious thing. <laughs> it's just like a great, awesome. with an old lady. It's just like what it, yeah. but, and, but an lead, old lady and Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. It's just iconic duo, but it leads to <laughs> something interesting because already, you know, in the original, you know the helicopter's going to come back. There's always yeah. a way out. Um, and this one, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Um, and it yeah. leads to something more interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I like, I like the elements of it that are very much different than the original. And I almost just kind of wish it wasn't called Dawn of the Dead and it's just kind of its own thing. Maybe set somewhere. Mall of the Dead. A, well, maybe set somewhere <laughs> other than a mall. It Some doesn't necessarily need to be at a mall. But... It is, and it doesn't matter. But the things that you, like you said, uh, you know, it has that moment in the middle where they all kind of like have their little time. And I was waiting on that. And Julia and I were both waiting on that because it's so beautifully done in Dawn of the Dead 78. Like you have this great moment where they're all like going out and about and doing things and, you know, putting on clothes and, you know, stealing money. And it's all the silly stuff that's really fun. This one, it's like... It's the most 2004 fucking like montage. Oh, ever yeah. With like that. I mean, it's got that shitty Boobs, fucking version. It's empty. Yeah. It is like the shitty version of uh, yeah. the what, what is it? Um, Down with the sickness. <laughs> like, oh, my like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. James Richard Gunn Cheat well. version. Yeah. It's so James yeah. Gunn. Like the I don't know. Just like the stupid dickhead like Ty Burrell character. Um that's just oh, like God, yeah. fucking yeah, he's that just girl fucking on just camera like, oh, yeah. like 
It's just like I, I didn't people, care about any of these characters. It's like, oh, yeah. I wanted. This I wish to be I agree fun. with you. I agree with you that there, I wish <laughs> yeah. there were less people. Because then the few I actually really uh, like, yeah. I really liked. I really liked um, Anna, um, Sarah Polly, sorry, and I really mm. liked Michael. Um, I thought he. I really liked Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames, I always awesome. love. Yeah, I yeah. just always more Ving Rhames, and I really he's like. Awesome. We've already mentioned Mike Kelly. It's just he's fucking yeah, great and everything. Awesome. And this oh was the God. first like big movie role I saw him in. I'm like, yeah. why doesn't he get more of these? Because he seems to be saved yeah. for like TV and shit. You know, he's great on House of Cards and whatnot. Yeah. But like the only other thing I see him in are that Snyder movie in those roles. You know, <laughs> yeah. like he's so intense in those in these roles that we've come to know him in in, in TV and stuff. And here it was like oh my god you're like an asshole but you're also an action hero and i was kind of just like <laughs> he okay michael kelly thing. in the sleeveless bit like he walked so daryl dixon could run yeah like i was like that's exactly like what's the, the trope like the asshole sort of redeemed, the heart of gold you know, then, you, know he, he gives it, you know well is he is he like zach um, snyder's michael rooker you know yeah pretty he's, much he's, he's yeah. zach yeah. snyder's merle and he's the yeah. same character in the superman movie yeah, exactly. Well, he's exactly. just like a dick <laughs> yeah. trying to he's trying to get a date, you know. Yeah, trying to get a date. But then there's also the stuff like, like I think that montage in the middle with like, yeah, they're they're it's really emblematic of what consumerism was at the time, like mm. in the 2000s shooting celebrity very... lookalike. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. I was like, do do Rosie, do Rosie. There's Bert like Reynolds. a billion uh, <laughs> celebrity impersonators in the crowd. Like it was an <laughs> SNL audition. Like, yeah. oh my god. Again, it should have so been funny. Vegas. Like that would have been. Cool. It should have. Uh, this is why Army of the Dead really like hurt me because I was like, this would have been so fucking awesome in a zombie apocalypse. And then you only get like what thirty minutes of Vegas, and then like <laughs> two, you know, hours, two hours and a half of of something else of zombie baby mythology. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, Milwaukee's a weird place to set this. To be honest, because I mean, yeah, yeah why the other one set yeah. in Pittsburgh? That's cool because that's like you know Romero's hometown. Spot, yeah, but, like Milwaukee, just kind of like all right. Whatever. It's like <laughs> cool. Like you don't get any rednecks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had all the, the rednecks and the biker gangs in the first one and this you just have okay, the guy at the gun store, cool. You and have the, they get to go to the beach, they get to yeah. go to the pier. Okay. You have the clunted so like, preacher. Oh my god, uh, yeah, gay preacher. That's one of the uh, which funniest is so two thousands, by yeah. the way. Like, like the fact that um he 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 starts out in heels and putting on makeup, and then towards like the middle, he tells the guards that he knew he was gay all along. Yeah, and kind of just like this is so two thousand four. Yeah, this is just <laughs> how. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that works. But that was one of my yeah. favorite bits where Michael Kelly's like, "Please, please stop." Just <laughs> stop. I like I don't I don't. Oh, and he's just like dying. <laughs> I imagine he's been there for hours doing therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and he's just like no and i love that bit where michael kelly is reading from the magazine of just being like this is what you should do to get a yeah. girl like the key to any relationship i thought yeah I, I was like this is if if the film was just this i'd be happy you yeah. know and it pays off it pays off completely so i thought that was cool it was one of those things where like snyder does so much all the time and mm. if, if like he was willing to give up some of the moments that he's like he likes or he thinks he needs i think he, you know it would have been a much shorter film and a much more you know exciting yeah film because he's rare he's rare in that like he's a big blockbuster director yeah. who i i think is actually just as good at the little moments as well as the yeah. big moment and he should probably 
try just doing the small amount yeah. and trusting them yeah. because they do actually oh, work. Sure. Those are my they favorite bits in this movie. Like there's a lot of zombie action. Yeah. None of it is as memorable as the original because it's not like as mm-hmm. practical and no fucking heads exploding yeah. and shit. Yeah. So that's to take that's like, you know, a thing against it. But like the thing I actually remember are weirdly enough, and I agree that there's not much development, but it, it's the character. And I really like some of the characters, and I wish they yeah. had a whole movie. Yeah, but it's yeah, a lot I mean, of shit around them. If you maybe like just slice out, you know, the whole group of people that kind of arrive later, or maybe like you know, mm. slice out in the a truck, couple of the yeah. people the that truck. just don't really matter, you know, and then throw in like just some of the people that are a little bit better. Like, I mean, I like Ty Burrell's character. I think you need like characters like that that guy that always that guy in a, in a in a pandemic yeah but like you could have just slotted him in earlier guy. and just had like mm. them build yeah. up like you know rapport animosity yeah animosity I mean, with him i mean just think about like you know the all the security guards they get locked well with the exception of uh young boy he you know they they get they get locked inside of <laughs> the, um, yeah inside young of the cell <laughs> and it's just sort of like well they like you know they get let out and there's that whole moment where he's CJ sort of like, you know, like, oh, you think I'm supposed to help you? And they like, you know, they they just like make this weird deal with him. But it just it's over. That's it. That's over. And it's sort of like, but you had these guys locked it's up. Resolved too quickly. It, yeah, it resolved way too yeah. quickly because these guys were locked up who they were barely shown during this time as well. And it was a good portion of that, like, you know, early bit of the film where they're just locked in a they're cell. Gone. And then they finally get let out and they're just on the side of those guys now. And then they're just part of the team. And it's just like, mm. it's all too easy. It's like, it would have been a little bit better. Maybe if you just had CJ, maybe just say like, fuck you guys and just turn back <laughs> bad again, because that's more realistic. Yeah. If I was locked up, I mean, it's like, there was no moment where it felt like he had this moment of like, Oh, I need to work with you guys. Like, it's just like, yeah. Unless if you're just saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's just the moment, that one little moment where he was forced to because it was like either you're going to die and or help these people. But it's mm. it just came a little too easy for me. It's just like you need a little bit more character development there. Yeah, the movie never gets to that point, which is the most cathartic part yeah. of Ramirez's movie, is that the yeah. zombie not the real enemy yeah, yeah, in the yeah. situation. It's people. It's people. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie never really gets like Dawn of the Dead. It's like firmly... They're the bad guy. They're what we're running from. We need to unite against them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even the moment where they end up conflicting with each other, it's through direct influence. It's a fucking zombie baby. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. like yeah. called them, it's which is just weird. Baby. Yeah. Didn't need to see that. And it's just like, I don't think Romero could have got away with that in fucking. I know he doesn't have zombie kids, but if he had a shot of someone oh, yeah, just coming over, and guns, like, you know what I mean? Like, just straight up shoot yeah. a fucking yeah. baby like it just it was a moment where i was like wow look how far we've come you know <laughs> yeah. that was, it's a throwaway it's, it, bit. in 2021 we would see three babies with one bullet lined like, up easy we it would have been like that bit in deadpool where it's like you know you yeah. turn and you get the sure. three we people become with one so bullet. desensitized as a culture wow yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have zombie dogs now fucking jesus but i mean we, zombie we had zombie dogs like, back in the day but you guys you guys are just advocating for shooting little babies <laughs> I don't want it. Just saying. Good yeah, that I'm, we can I'm, do a, it. I'm a dick. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Plans to remake 1978's Dawn of the Dead were conceived by producer Eric Newman, who cut his teeth as a production assistant under Lorne Michaels, helping oversee the 90s Chris Farley and David Spade films, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Uh, He has since gone on to produce other remakes of horror films, such as like The Thing, and then also action films like RoboCop. So he's... He's responsible Ooh. for those two, uh, as well as all of which we will blame Lord Michaels for. <laughs> yeah, as well as being the showrunner for Narcos and Narcos Mexico. Uh, <gasps> Newman was a big fan of zombies and Romero's original <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, and hoped that he and his uh, producer partner Mark Abraham could reinvigorate the zombie genre for modern audiences, as well as making the old fans happy. So they would buy the rights of Dawn of the Dead from producer Richard P. Rubenstein, who at first was a bit unsure, but then he eventually was talked into it. And they eventually hired James Gunn to write the script. And James Gunn was still pretty early in his career at this point. He had written the script to Louis Kaufman's 1997 black comedy, Tromeo and Juliet, and had just come <laughs> off of writing 2002's Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo! Hell yeah. Yeah, wait for that one. That's fucking franchise in the making. Yeah, Sorry. are you kidding me? Like, yeah, back off. Awesome. He yeah. needs to work on that third one, and then we'll definitely give him. It's a trilogy. Do, you know, don't even, don't even. I would pay good money. You bring everyone back. He was supposed Same to do it. Yeah. He was supposed to do the third one, but the James Gunn, one... I will make all of these allegations go away if you do. <laughs> you want it? You got it, guys. Scooby Doo three. It's yeah. happening. <laughs> we will forgive yeah. you for Chris Pratt. Yeah, Michael Rooker is Fred. Oh, he's <laughs> a bad guy. <laughs> Michael Rooker is like the the guy under the mask, and then another mask comes. Out. <laughs> yeah, and then it's somebody else. Um, sorry, it is still Michael Rooker. this would really be a breakthrough for james gundon who said that he didn't want to recreate the original film because he loved it too much so yeah he just took only the mall and the zombies from the original and he shook up everything else on twitter in 2020 james gunn said of dawn of the dead what many younger people don't know is the online community went crazy at the idea the film was being remade there was a petition with hundreds of thousands of names uh, not to do so. I actually gotten handwritten death threats, the first in a long line. It's hard to be the target of the public's ire when you're famous. It's worse when you are barely known, which I was then. I was like, guys, I'm one of you. I love the movie. But to most, I was just the Scooby-Doo guy. <laughs> <laughs> you still are, buddy. Yeah. What younger people don't understand, like we don't do that every week. <laughs> every day. We've come a long way. No, we haven't. Death no, we threats haven't. are now typed. Yeah, yeah they're know. easier than ever. There's no mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the thought of something. It's like, oh, you know, this studio is, you know, thinking about doing a remake. We're going to get canceled for half the things we say in this podcast right now. Yeah, like, I can't wait. On a long yeah. enough timeline. <laughs> Our Twitters are working yeah. on AIs now. At the moment, I think of how I want to kill someone for remaking something that's already sent. Sent. Sorry, Sent. We do remake. Fuck. That. And John, yeah, and Jonathan's like making me dig my own fucking grave by just dig it, bringing up Ghostbusters and Stranger Things all the time. <laughs> John, you know, you know, his back is barely recovering, right? How yeah. dare you? Oh, well, at least you know he's got somewhere to fall. You know. If- <laughs> it goes out. Just right cool. in. I don't have so far, yeah, yeah. I don't have far to fall yeah. on the floor. <laughs> James Gunn said though in this Twitter th- 
thread that he was doing, and he said that Ain't It Cool News was spearheading the anti-Dawn movement. Apparently, pre-Zack Snyder being hired, uh, Quentin Tarantino's pal Roger Avery tried to get hired and replace James Gunn by rewriting his script. And he called Ain't It Cool News up and told them uh, that the script sucks, which apparently led <laughs> to a lot of drama Which, uh, with it being covered in the New York Post. And eventually, Harry Knowles, who runs Ain't It Cool News, read the script and said that it was great and it all died down. So it's kind of like Jesus shitty, Christ. man. Those, those are all shitty oh things God. to do. Just like you're yeah. fucking with people's livelihood pitch. Let them make the movie. It doesn't affect yeah. you. You can shit on it when it yeah. comes out. Yeah, wait yeah, till it comes out. Wait till you fucking yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. shit on it. My God. Well, music video and TV commercial director Zack Snyder was hired to make his debut film. He'd uh, previously been attached to an adaptation of Mage at Disney that never happened. And he was also hired to direct the 2003 uh, action film SWAT with Jeremy Ritter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. And Michelle um, Rodriguez. Cross over left and right. But he, uh, he quit Bloody. because Sony wanted to make it a PG-13 film. And Snyder was pushing for <laughs> oh, I thought R. it was Jeremy Renner's fault. Yeah, he wouldn't stop pitching the app. Next time, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I can't deal with this, man. Jeremy, what is an <laughs> app? We don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> What's an app? What's an app, dude? It's 2003. You can't put anything on our phones, Jeremy. What are you this, talking this about? This is how we talk in 2003. <laughs> I don't have a dial-up on my cell phone. <laughs> what the fuck is the internet? Uh, but Snyder was also uh, in the process of shopping around 300, but Dawn of the Dead fell into his lap. Uh, he was also not wanting to recreate what Romero had already done, and Snyder aimed to make this film a straight horror that was as serious as a heart attack and kept every aspect of his production as grounded in reality as possible. Achieving this, he pre-visualized the film with storyboards and issued the concept of running zombies, which he said was a fresh new way of giving a, it a sense of, uh, of like just being real just reality and just being based in reality and, and rendering zombies as if it was a real threat, especially when they attack in hordes. So mm. yeah, I mean, World War Z, fuck you. He did it. First. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny to me because fast zombies, like literally like counteracts the whole idea that when you die, your muscles like decay and like atrophy completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering where they're you getting just, all this juice from. This you become like super that, powered. But, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that I'm like, not, I'm not I get go really, really fast if we were fast zombies, you know, I'm not into fast zombies at all. <laughs> yeah. I just think I'm it's not really a fast that, human. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> How embarrassing would that be getting a zombie bite and you wouldn't even be faster than you were as a human being. Like <laughs> I would just, die again wait for somebody to kill me like yeah and it i don't know maybe this strain has like fucking steroids in it or something i mean like (laughs) rage viruses uh james gunn supported the idea as well believing that the danger factor brought on by running zombies would add more tension to the story and they both supported the idea of keeping the origin of the plague vague so let's get into the (laughs) cast we got uh sarah polly playing anna uh, when developing the script, the producers actually had Diane Lane in mind to play Anna, but apparently Ooh. Sarah Polly was the first no, choice Zack Snyder to face. play Anna. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like oh. Martha Kent coming in early. Mm. Yeah. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Martha! <laughs> you have to save Martha! 
<laughs> Dompy. She agreed to uh, take the role because she said it was, uh, you know, she saw it as an unusual departure from the stereotypical portrayal of female characters, considering to be anything more than something screaming and running away. As such, they do have she, that though. She did admire Anna's resilience in the face of adversity. So, yeah. What happened yeah. to Sarah Polly though? What happened? Yeah, where'd she go? Phil, do you know what happened? I think I do. Do you know what happened? Ooh, I think you the, you know what happened, tea? but I think I'm going to have to pull it out of you just by saying one word. Maybe I'll pl- Oh, I know. Because we just did it. <laughs> Why wasn't it Splice? Splice, splice with happened. a career ender for her and Adrian Brody. Yeah. Adrian Brody's <gasps> career has not been the same since. He's not starred in oh anything of substance since. He's only been a bit bit character in fucking Wes Anderson films. Sarah Polly did one film after Splice, hasn't acted since, only been a director. She's still directing. And she's still an okay as a director. So I'm not I'm not like really shitting on what's she directing. But uh what is she directing? I don't know. She I mean she's from Canada, so she does like a lot of Canadian films. Um so (laughs) like Riverdale? No. No, I mean she's she's doing films, but you know, oh, okay. I, I, I don't know any of them. I've sort of vaguely heard some of the names and stuff. I think she's doing okay, but it's just weird. It's like okay. Splice fucked up her career. <laughs> and she's really decent in this. Like, not incredible. Is Splice her showgirls? It's, it's, she's not incredible in this, but she's, she's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. She's but good. Splice, yeah. Splice fucked her. Fucked her. It's her showgirls for sure. Have you seen Splice? Splice is her showgirls, yeah. No, and I don't think I want to. <laughs> I mean, I've explained the premise to Phil. It's basically her and Adrian Brody uh, are working for this like project, uh, this weird research project where they splice together animal DNA with human DNA, and they create this oh little God. like hybrid. Creature. That's hilarious. And it grows really quick, and they get shut down. So they take it off. They are supposed to kill it, but they take it off into the wild and stuff like somewhere hidden and they raise it and they raise it and it grows really fast. And, uh, Adrian Brody ends up fucking it. And then, and then it changes sex because of whatever animal DNA it has. Yeah. It's like Jurassic park. And then it rapes Sarah Polly. It's like, Holy Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dude. Side mission. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little splice of life. (laughs) Just a little splice of life. Yeah. Um, When I heard splice, I thought it was going to be a movie about like a film projectionist or something. (laughs) Yeah, that title that would have been been fucking awesome. Wasted. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just weird again, human though. centipede fucking shape of <laughs> oh water God. shit. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, Ving Rhames plays Kenneth. So Ving Rhames. Awesome. Ving Rhames. He heard okay. that the remake of Dawn of the Dead was being made and he just tracked down the producers just to be in the film. He just really wanted to be in this fucking Love movie. Just great. Legend. They should, he should have been on that so list true. before they even got funding. Yeah, you know I mean, I, mean? I thought oh, he yeah, was for sure. Who else right. like, could we play need that? Bing Rhames in this. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they were just like, yeah. I mean, like this guy is like our first choice as soon as he like came running in to be like, I'll do it. Perfect. Let me ask you guys: Does Marcellus Wallace look like a mm-hmm. bitch? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> does Marcellus Wallace <laughs> look like a bitch? <laughs> he is a hard motherfucker for the oh, scene. In mm-hmm. which you all right, so you you remember towards the beginning of the film, he like 
jumps into that fountain or whatever and he like slices his arm yeah, open. He, like, cuts oh, his yeah, arm, right? yeah. So yeah. there's a scene yeah. where Anna's stitching up his wounds because she's a nurse. And Snyder hired a real nurse for the close-ups. And the nurse misunderstood Jack, Zack Snyder's uh, directions to go deeper and inadvertently punctured Ving Rhames' skin and stitched the prosthetic piece to his arm. Onto. And he <laughs> didn't say shit. anything until That's after the method. scene was done filming. Oh my and Zack Snyder... Didn't scream or nothing. No. Zack Snyder thought <laughs> the blood was just like a really good effect. <laughs> oh my god. Marcellus oh my Wallace. Does See, Marcellus not look Wallace. Like a bitch. Not a bitch. <laughs> not a bitch. No. And nobody could have treated him like a bitch. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a gimp behind him asking yeah. for yeah. stitches next. That's all this yeah. movie oh. was missing. We cool. A gimp. <laughs> a gimp. No, we yeah. cool. Yeah. It should have been Michael Kelly. Yeah. No, it was it should have been Ty Burrell in a gimp costume. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be like, I'm into this now. Gotta do something. Yeah. I mean, get me on we'll camera. Put, get me on camera. I mean, eventually mm-hmm. we'll we're gonna circle back to uh, Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. and we can. Could he's in all of those, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in. He's in most of them. Okay, yeah. he's in the good ones. <laughs> he's in the good the, ones. Yeah, he's yeah. not in the. He's outlets. he's in one Jeremy Renner one. That's all I know. Because Jeremy Renner is in those movies too. He's in always, Mission Impossible. Oh, I this, don't. I know it. I hate it that. It always comes everywhere. back to Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. He haunts this fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's the new He's De Palma. He's the new De Palma. <laughs> right now, oh, we need a dinner. Only dinner. real ones will remember. Dinner, 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 dinner. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> All right. So we have Jake Weber who plays Michael. So mm-hmm. apparently he actually went out for the role of the dickhead rich dude, Steve Ty Marcus. Head, right? Yeah. Oh, really? And Ty Burrell of Modern Family fame. We've been talking about him quite a bit. Went out for Michael, and they went out for the characters on the same day, and they are eventually cast in each other's parts. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. He, like, Jake Weber, looks so much like Tim Roth and and uh, or Robert Carlyle <laughs> from Train Spotting that it was just like really distracting throughout the entire. Look at film, that face. Just, like, yeah, who is this? It's like. It was really <laughs> I wasn't really buying him. So I was much. hyper aware. <laughs> really, that he was I, British. I, so I was just British? waiting for his accent to crack. Yeah, yeah. He's I good, yeah. really, I really like him in this movie. There's something like really mm. just natural and quiet about his performance. He reminds me of like someone that you'd see in Night of the Living Dead. Like he felt like a real person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really, I just liked him. I thought he brought a good presence and he knew how to talk to people. I thought he was a good person mm. to have around. The only thing I don't like is that they sort of, forced in like a whole long ass gave him a fucking long ass monologue backstory and it's like this was the most natural way you could think to do this where he was like I was a good dad I'm a shitty husband yeah Yeah. I was a bad husband it's like and what what like we were just having fun suddenly you're like a widower and a fucking you know you've lost your kids and shit it's like yeah that whole scene that whole scene was like do it better it was the one it was that one scene that felt most like the original film where they were trying to shoehorn in like you know a real moment with these people but it just felt really forced and strange and i mean to be honest the whole michael and andre and luda sort of like being together they had that whole thing of like oh well there were seven of us or something like that when they ran up on um, Ving yeah, Rhames yeah. and uh, they were a bigger group. Yeah, and they were just like, "Oh, we were a bigger group, but now, now it's just us." And it's just like, 
this shit just happened though. Like, how long were you running from? <laughs> from like, I mean, like These zombies 15 are fast minutes. As hell. It was like fifteen <laughs> minutes. You know, she just woke up and then just went running off and stuff. And like, you couldn't have been like together that long. And you had this sort of like, I don't know. It was just like a lot of this weird sort of like forced emotion and stuff with different characters. Uh. <laughs> it was strange. And yeah, we have Mecky Pfeiffer as uh, Andre. Like, yeah, fucking eight mile area, and you brought it up earlier. Great. I, love, I, I yeah. really like him a lot. He's pretty, he's pretty good in this film. He's awesome. He's good. He's also so, like, he delivers, like, all the sort of, the, the moments that now we find super funny with, like, a really, with, like, a genuine sincerity, which I think is really, really sweet. Because he really just, like, he snapped. He lost his fiance and yeah. his baby on this in like the <laughs> same like, split second moment. And you're not taking it away from me. And yeah. it's like, you're not taking it away from me. I'm going to fucking kill you. And like, it's coming from like a like you un- you can see the sort of logic behind it even though it is fucking hilarious yeah and him and his totally old lady it. just like gun each other down when they could have just been like nah you know that, but, that uh, was yeah. the only moment i was like are we trying to say something here like this feels like <laughs> yeah. especially now like this shit totally like, would happen now yeah. yeah yeah like, like <laughs> is this is this i was like nah i don't think so <laughs> It just, hap- it just happened to be it's, that yeah. situation. It's the same with like the security guards being tyrants, and yeah. and then you know for some reason they get overthrown. As if you know you could do that to police officers in real life. Now yeah. you know I'm like, is he trying to say something? Or are we just giving him too much credit? I think we're giving Zack Snyder too much. Credit, <laughs> yeah, I think people just want to make a fuck too much credit. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty one. You know, um, hey, Watchmen was good, motherfucker. Like <laughs> the zombie baby though is pretty funny. Like awesome when it happened, I was kind of like sweet. Like that's that's the sort of <laughs> so, thing I think that would these you. films for. I want something new and different. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I haven't seen you, a zombie baby yeah. before. Although I kind of have because it very much reminded me of just like the doll baby from uh, Bride of Chucky, like and Tiffany just yeah, uh, it, like had it evoked so much of that. And that was years before this, where she just Chucky pushed vibes. out that baby and that guy just picks it up and it's just like. Bah! It looked exactly <laughs> the same, except it wasn't exactly. a zombie. It was yeah. a it was a doll. But um, yeah, it was I mean, a doll, baby. it was it was cool. It was nice to see the, you know, you, you again have that moment of like uh, the gunshots where they don't show it because of course they're not gonna show that shit. It's very yeah. like that one SNL sketch, you know, like the one with um Shia LaBeouf and Andy Samberg and Bill Hader and they're shooting mm, each other. What you like, say? What you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was what like, you, this is like dear sister. <laughs> gunshots, gunshots. That's all I thought about. Yeah. <laughs> And rounding out the main portion of the cast, of course, we have Michael Kelly, Michael Berry, and Kevin yep. Zegers as CJ, Bart, and Terry. So you guys have talked about Michael Kelly a bit, but I kind of want to just mention Kevin Zegers. Airbud. Who is on Air Fear Bud. the Walking Dead. So pre, pre this Bud, film, yeah. he was an Airbud. This is this period of time where he's trying to like, he was in all these like car films I'm a big and boy just now. trying to like make himself like, make the jump. Yeah, get out of that child star thing. That's the that's the next step for yeah. child yeah. star, the teen horror flick. And yeah. guys, we we talked about I think it was last week. I mentioned uh, Frozen, the film, uh, the mm-hmm. horror film. The the person who jumps out of the uh, ski lift who who breaks his legs and gets eaten by wolves and you don't see it on screen is uh, Kevin Zegers. So yeah, he's oh, he's done some. It was fun seeing him because I forgot he was in this film. And then, yeah, like Harry said, he's na- he's now like yeah, later career, Fear, Fear of the, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. 
So he's back into back zombies. Back to zombies. Back to the zombies. And he plays like arguably like the the gang in the original Dawn of the Dead. Like he plays a rival gang who comes in and tries to steal. Yeah. Basically, yeah, 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 what yeah. the main survivors have, which I thought was very really, much really so. fun, and he yeah. still looks like to me, he still looks exactly the same. I feel like he's one he of does. those actors that like <laughs> that age. like a Paul Rudd, not a Keanu. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's looked the same for quite a while, um, and then for he has many years. Uh, what Lindy Booth is Nicole, so that was like his love interest mm. that just kind of came out of nowhere and kind of went nowhere. And <laughs> just, we're the only dog. two young people here. Fuck yeah. It. I was just like, kill the dog. that dog. Yeah, fuck, the dog. dog. <laughs> fuck that stupid dog. I love how they just decided that, that like zombies don't care about dogs in this film. That was like... An yeah, why is that yeah. a rule? Like, zombies this don't is a care about rule? animals. They would have definitely... Eaten that and then Snyder dog. backtracks it in like Army of the Dead by having full-on zombie animals. You got a zombie tiger. Yeah. You got a zombie horse. You got yeah. a whole zombie hive where there's like a hierarchy system there's like an alpha and there's like a queen and the queen was pregnant and there's another zombie baby he really goes ham (laughs) he went into i am legend territory there yeah he for sure i am legend territory well there are three actors from the original film who made cameos in this remake ken foray playing best one who's peter in the original he uh plays the evangelist yeah who once again delivers famous line from the original Mm. when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk the earth so he's on the tv we also have scott uh reiniger who plays roger in the original he plays an army general and then we have tom savini he's one of the other big standout ones is uh yeah he's blade in the original blades in the original and also special effects guru but he plays the Los Angeles County Sheriff that uh, the, yeah. s- the security yeah. guards, particularly CJ. Gotta shoot him in the head. He sets the rules. Yeah. Bag him like, burn him. I like this guy. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's I like this dark. guy. You just gotta <laughs> shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> when searching for a suitable upscale mall location for the film, production designer Andrew uh, Nescaromni looked for existing malls that were scheduled for demolition. This led them to shoot in the mall scenes as well as the rooftop scenes at the Thornhill Square Shopping Center in Thornhill, Ontario. And the rest of the scenes were shot in the Eileen Willowbank neighborhood of Thornhill and the township of Caledon East, Ontario. The set for Anna and Lewis's bedroom was constructed in a, in the, in a back room at the mall. And the mall, it was <laughs> defunct which is the reason production used it. The movie crew completely renovated the structure over eight weeks and stocked it with fix- fictitious stores. Like Ariane said, there's a lot of fake storefronts and yeah. stuff, but they actually just really made new stores. They didn't want it to be just storefronts. So a lot of those stores mm-hmm. were kind of practical and stuff. Yeah, so you, it was like after Starbucks and numerous other corporate corporations refused to let their names be used so that's why they decided to do that yeah and uh that's why you get hallowed grounds coffee and then there's Mm. the two exceptions to this panasonic uh is there and roots which is a canadian clothing brand but one of the clothing stores in the mall is called galen ross which is the name of the actress who played fran in the original film um, most, oh, of the, no. most of the mall was demolished shortly after the film was shot. So it's no longer there. I mean, oh, but look, like, that's your movie, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're updating your thing, and it's like, what was they, them just shooting while the mall closed in the 70s? Because mm. mall culture was booming and 
you know, and yeah. like the biggest thing, like that's what people did. Now you're in the 2000, motherfucker dead. Nobody goes to the mall. And like, that's your movie, right? That's what you should be fucking People talking about. Do it today, and like, oh you could God. do it today. And like, this oh, throw away, God, they, yeah. they, ha- they have this bullshit, like, throwaway line that's the same in the original. It's like, oh, they're just doing what they did when they were alive. And it's like, but you didn't really follow that up because they're just <laughs> running around sh- eating people. But I think there's something they could they could have leaned into with that idea that the mall is dying and so these people come to die there. And it's like, yeah. big, you know, Corporation squeezing out the little yeah. man. Mm. That there, there was an idea. Like there would have been some justification for there was an idea in for, for anti-capitalist critique, and yet Zack Snyder went for the zombie baby. So. Uh, of all people, well, he's a fascist. Yeah. So, of all people, you know. <laughs> he's a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fascist. <laughs> um, that's, that's so the internet says. Uh, yeah, the special makeup effects for the film were created by David Leroy Anderson and. He had assistance from his wife, and I saw her name credited, and I was like, holy shit. Heather Langenkamp, who is Nancy from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So I just watched oh, that. Is it her? Yeah, it's her, 100%. So That's she got so into cool. She married David Leroy awesome. Anderson, and yeah, they start doing some special effects together. So she's, she's kind of getting into <sighs> filmmaking a little bit as well, and she's, Goals. of course, appeared in quite a bit of like documentaries and shit over the years. Uh, because oh God, yeah, yeah. Nancy is an icon. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was cool. Queen. Um, <laughs> since the filmmakers had decided that the zombies in the film would become more decomposed over time, Anderson accordingly researched on the appearance of decay following human death, looking at several medical books, war footage, as well as crime scene photographs showing graphic images of trauma victims in order to properly depict his appearance. He broke down the decomposition into three stages. The first stage looks like someone who just uh, who's just in the ER, this pell with lots of fresh blood. The second stage was moist wounds, but the skin is beginning to break down. There was a lot of discoloration and motting and uh, mostly blues and greens. The third mm. stage uh, is the most intense with the skeletal form coming through. The wounds are dried up, the skin is slothing off, and the colors are oily blacks. So, yeah, I mean, like... Great job. It it looks cool. The zombies look really cool. Um, awesome. They did use a lot of it, like CG work uh, to composite, like mm. you know, classic Snyder. So basically, like all the hundreds of extras uh, and shots to make them look like there was tens of thousands of zombies in the parking lot of the mall. So yeah, it's uh, but they they do look cool. I mean, you know, it's like this is like the evolution of zombies anyway. It's so different, you know. For sure, yeah. I mean, the way we're going yeah. anyway, like from. Night of the Living Dead, you know, next week we'll talk about Day of the Dead. It's just like insane to see the evolution of special effects. Yeah, I can't wait to In see. In just I 10 years, seen, by the yeah, way. I can't wait to see uh, Romero's second trilogy. Yeah. Because I haven't mm. seen any of them. And I know this is post this movie and everything. Yeah. I really want to see what, what his he does, yeah. movies look like. Yeah. Like in a, a more modern setting, yeah. I'm really curious to see that to see how like the rules have evolved for them, you know. Mm. Yeah, I've only seen bits of Diary, and I just really don't remember much about it. So uh, it's definitely mm. going to be fresh. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, filming began in June of 2003. Hundreds of extras had to be constantly available for the entire shoot. They basically built a factory where they housed all the extras. 
until they are called <laughs> upon by the units. According to Anderson and uh, Heather Legenkamp, the most extras they ever uh, had in a given day sat between 200 and 400, with a total of 3,000 oh, makeups completed when filming uh, ended on September the 6th, 2003. <laughs> God damn. Let's get into the music as we're wrapping up here. The score for Dawn of the Dead was done by Tyler Bates, who we ran into oh. last season oh, wow. when covering Hobbs and Shaw. So, Guardians oh, yeah. of the Galaxy, Tyler, yeah. Bates, Tyler Bates, James Gunn yeah. fave. Friends of James Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> it was a typical mid-2000s horror action score. I mean, nothing yeah. particularly stood out, but I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of hard, I think, in modern day. It was the actual songs that stood out yeah. for me this time. The fucking Absolutely. movie starts with Johnny Cash, yep. Man Comes yep. Around. Yeah. Perfect way to start the movie. Also, becoming a tradition in lots of zombie like media, I swear to you, like There's there are seven Walking Dead episodes that open and end with a Johnny yeah. Cash song. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's Very become again, such starting a thing. The tra- And just the yeah. opening yeah. sequence. Um, like like Zombieland had a pretty iconic opening sequence, but Zack yeah, Snyder, unarguably, if that's the word, it's the king of opening sequence or like that he gets title straight sequence. to subjective. Yeah, like, like Watchmen. Like he does not waste that beginning, but then like, he wastes so much time later. I, I exactly agree with you. Like yeah. watching Dawn of the Dead, I was like, this plays exactly like Batman v Superman, which starts so fucking well, yeah, yeah. and then. It starts to lose you and it ends with a bang, but like yeah. that, like the, he doesn't it here and he doesn't Watchmen and he, it's it's, it's, a, it's a shame that it's so like, fucking ready. Felt like it didn't keep up with that, like because that's the thing I think I remember. Yeah. That's the thing with running zombies, film, man. The opening bit and it's just like holy yeah. shit. It starts. So it loses good. its momentum pretty quickly. As soon as they get yeah. them all, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is because I fucking they look over a fence like, and net them all. It's set up like the world so quickly and I was so impressed because yeah. like you're just following this one girl yeah yeah that's a know? great way to do it as well make it that's personal. a great way to do it and then make it super personal and then and then go literally out and do the fucking go out. shots and then like yeah. it, it's you know he doesn't he knows what he's doing there mm. and then he has all of these sort of nice set pieces or, or moments but it's about like we're going into like Zack Snyder like, uh, it's about sustaining that momentum that I think a lot of his films suffer from yeah um, yeah but yeah the they're too darn like, too darn long <laughs> yeah. too darn long he did a lot of cool callbacks to the original film as well like in that opening sequence yeah like, Flyboy um, yeah you have the helicopter going by and I think that was one of the same yeah. model of helicopter that was used in the original and then also you have the uh, the all right. So she's driving down the road and she just barely gets like misses getting hit by that tractor trailer that just crashes yeah. into the uh, gas station and it explodes. So that sort of mimics the story that uh, that uh, oh, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne Jones's character tells in the first film about like him escaping and getting that truck and stuff. And it was like someone just ran That's right cool. into the gas station. So yeah. So yeah, there's these little bits that are kind of cool. Zack Snyder actually personally chose most of the music in the film. Um, of course so yeah. he did. Course so yeah, he, he had the man comes around with Johnny That's Cash, but he also has the uh, Richard Cheese's cover of "Disturbs Down with the Sickness," which I mentioned Dick earlier, Chief, right please. in the middle <laughs> of the film. 
Snyder was the only very person. Very 2004. Yeah, very much so. Snyder was the only person who thought that this song should be in the film, and most of the producers were against it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. As someone who was so like funny. into Richard Chee during the yeah. 2000s, thought he was the fucking funniest thing in the world. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. All, all he was missing was a Weird Al song, really. Like, I feel like yeah, White Snyder and Nerdy. Would be Come super on. Into Weird Al. Yeah. Damn, hell yeah. Um, with Eminem as big as he was back then? Come on. Yeah, God. Uh, <laughs> Before Eminem was doing movie songs. And at the end of the film, of course, we do get Disturbed's original version of Down with the Sickness, which yeah. works with that Also, sound, really sound impressive like, yeah. credit sequence, by the way. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love the fonts and how it's all, like, how all the credits were arranged. I was like, this is uh, Oh my God. Like, like, why I do said, I like this so much? Yeah, like I yeah. said at the beginning, that the credits. The ending credits are better than most horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> most found that footage quick. Movies, yeah. yeah. But like, why can't he do that all the time, though? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Main complaints about Zack Snyder. Sorry, continue. Much like Romero's first film, the word zombie isn't used once in the film. Instead, characters were uh, generally referred to them as those things. And while there was so much blood used on set that they had a blood cart nearby at all times and apparently uh, title designer Kyle Cooper used real blood in the opening and closing credit sequence which is disgusting uh, Dawn of the Dead was released okay. in March 2004 <laughs> grossing 26.7 million dollars in its opening weekend dethroning the passion of the Christ from the number one spot <laughs> at the box office which held the spot for three weeks. So I guess Americans just really like people rising from the dead and uh, hey, going to pay money to see it. It's know, a big thing. I'll go out on the limb. I'm going to say Dawn of the Dead is better than Passion of the Christ. Absolutely, Damn. 100%. I said it. Yeah. I said it. So Come true. at me, internet. So true. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when Jesus rises from the dead and so on and so forth at the end of the world, I feel like it'd be like, haha, it was zombies. It wasn't me coming back from the dead. It was zombies, motherfucker. It was zombies all along. I feel like Christ would be a huge fan of zombies. Was that Definitely. sacrilege? I'm Muslim. Out with zombies. Really know. You know? <laughs> zombies, yeah, prostitutes. What's the difference? Yeah, you know? just hanging out at the mall. <laughs> Christ doesn't care. Yeah. Just hanging out, out at everyone. the mall. Yeah. Well, that's between me and Teenagers, my guy. Teenagers, pop stars. <laughs> that's between me and my guy. What malls were you going to? <laughs> the film grossed $59 million in the United States and Canada and $43.3 million in other territories for a total of $102.3 million worldwide against a budget of only $26 million. The film received mostly positive to mixed reviews. Some critics called it a worthy remake and delivered even more than the original while others said it failed to trigger as much fear and mirth. Uh, many liked the opening sequence, but felt that it failed to deliver anything of meaning in terms of social commentary that the original evoked and instead just focused on its special effects. Uh, Sarah Polly garnered the most attention from critics, and uh, they complimented her as a perfect against-type heroine with a nice anxious stare. George A. Romero had mixed thoughts on the film. He said that it was uh, better than I expected. The first mm. 15 to 20 minutes were terrific, but it sort of lost its reason for being. It was more like a video game. I'm not terrified of things Dead running on. at me. Side mission. It's like Space Invaders. There was nothing going on underneath. I mean, I 100% I'm with him. That. That was yeah. exactly it's fun, but I totally agree yeah. with him. Yeah. 
It's fun, but it is like playing Space Invaders. You can only, you know, sustain your interest for so long. But again, <laughs> it's the just, same thing. Yeah, yeah. again, Nick Snyder, ahead of its time, bro. Yeah. Because, like, now yeah. every movie to goddamn video game. Look at yeah, the Fast and Furious movie. Free guy. You guys just did it. You got, you had, yeah. you literally charted a movie becoming a video game slowly yeah. over time. Every Ryan Reynolds movie ever. <laughs> it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. maybe a video game. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Green Lantern definitely. <laughs> Green, Green Lantern, if you could call that a movie. Yeah. Um, oh, in the years oops. since the release, the film has gone on to get a lot of praise for helping push along the zombie craze in the late 2000s, and is often called one of the best remakes around. Oh yeah. Period. It's uh, it was stated that in the post 9/11 world, with America fearing biological weapons and its mass militarization, the landscape was ripe for the reemergence of zombie movies. Stephen King praised the film in his 2010 edition of his book, Dance Macabre, saying, By 2004, only three years downriver from 9-11, rampant consumerism was the last thing on our minds. What haunted our nightmares was the idea of suicide bombers, driven by an unforgiving and unthinking, uh, most of us believed, ideology and religious fervor. You could beat them up or burn them, but they just keep coming. The news reports assured us. They would keep on coming until we were dead or they were. The only way to stop them was a bullet in the head. That's exactly what Snyder's zombies are. It seems to me fast-moving terrorists who never quit. You can't debate with them. Uh, You can't parlay with them. You can't even threaten their homes or families with reprisals. (laughs) Are you okay, Stephen King? (laughs) I feel like like he fell down a rabbit hole there. Really strange take. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay. Did he just do what I did? What are you insinuating? It's like, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. That's like a weird thing. Stephen King's perfect Dover Bill. like is like Dawn of the Dead and that Robert Pattinson movie, Remember Me, where it like pans out and it turns out he was in the like the, the twin towers <laughs> on yeah. it's been like a whole rom- like yeah. a romantic film I, I, I don't like Stephen King like when you if you follow him on Twitter he's a pretty funny follow and he's like pretty he seems he is, pretty yeah. cool but like that's such a weird statement but I think I think <laughs> I think he knows he was talking about media and stuff as well because he yeah, was saying the way the news yeah. the it way was. the news yeah, makes yeah. you think about these things but yeah um, I mean whatever and <laughs> It was just a. F- it was the two. Th- it was like 2010, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's 2004, man. You know, like 2010. Yeah. It's like looking yeah. back Everybody's on it, 2004. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Muslims on TV now. It's cool. We have Muslims in zombie shows. It's Everything awesome. is fine yeah. now. Why do they keep complaining? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make more movies about pandemics. God, more women? Oh, like how many more <laughs> women can we put in the film? Brown people. What? Yeah. Goodness. And of course, like God. we mentioned earlier, <laughs> Zack Snyder would release his spiritual successor in 2021 with Army of the Dead after years of the film being in developmental hell. And I think it was originally going to be like a sequel, yeah. like before it was called a, a spiritual yeah. successor. So for years he was working on Army of the Dead and it just never could get made. Well, that's it. I mean, that's where we are now. But next week, we're going to go back in time. Yes. We're out of the fucking malls, guys. We're going back in time to 1985, where the zombie apocalypse is a little further out of hand. The cities are completely overrun, <laughs> and we're forced underground. We start to really <laughs> see how bad the other humans can be. 
By God, are the zombies heroes? It's George A. Romero's 1985 underrated zombie classic, Day of the Dead. So as always, you can follow us at The Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram and learn more about The Breadcrumbs Collective at breadcrumbscollective.com. Feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think about the show. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. We want to grow this show, so please do your best by us. And we'll do our best by you by delivering this yeah. zombie goodness and infect your feed every Monday with a new episode. So stay tuned in, yeah. next week. It's Day of the Dead. Infect us with your comments. It's the Day of the Dead. The other it's the Daniel Day, Lewis of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally. Daniel. Is he coming back for this one? That's cool. He like retired yeah. and he's coming back <laughs> to life just to be his. And then unretired. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he would he would kill at the Nigen. We'll see you next week. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Don't die. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, Head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.